more than just a pretty face in their closet podcast with lisa l moore i'm your host l moore l's podcast discusses how we feel on the inside versus what is displayed on the outside these trendsetters challenge you to declutter your mind and alter the way you think join the conversation as l speaks with guests about couture careers fashion love and labels blessing our ears today yeah i just want to say you are always so supportive i remember from the first time when i did that first keynote my agenda is to make well known of the many talented women that i have been blessed to meet and collect over the years out of the box dialogue sure to leave a mark on your soul this is in their closet podcast Welcome to In Their Closet. I'm your host. Today, I'm joined by Olivia Harrison. Olivia is known for being a public speaker in youth and marriage ministry. She works with junior high to college age students. Her marriage ministry includes engaged couples and the development of marriage programs around Houston, Texas. In 2008, she was a featured marriage speaker on the international television station EWTN. She has been a public speaker in Hawaii, Tennessee, Louisiana, and all over Texas. She attended Texas Tech University and received both of bachelor's degree in human development and a post-baccalaureate certificate in early childhood education. Olivia is currently serving as the training chair for the Junior League of the Woodlands. She leads the training information of the 500 members and lately she has been a frequent guest on the Jennifer Fulwaller show which is on Sirius XM. She is a wife and mother of two and today she is a guest of In Their Closet. Welcome to the show Olivia. What's been going on with you? You know I it's so funny. I, today is so hot. Yeah. And I'm wearing a hoodie. Me too. <laughs> That's Texas I'm for you. Long sleeve. I was so into the like cold weather. Yes. And, um, Tricked us. I really did. So just kind of coming out, like thawing out a little bit, mm-hmm. just kind of, I don't know. It's been a tough kind of crazy year personally for yeah. me. I was, uh, I was homeschooling my kids yeah. and now they're in private school I saw that. and I don't have any little ones at home. So I, and I'm an extrovert, so yeah. I'm at home a lot so by what myself. Have, what have you been doing with all this time? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> so I was really sad we weren't recording this in the no. middle of a school day. <laughs> you got to help me out. <laughs> no, um, actually I, I turned 40 this year and I did, instead of having like a big party, mm-hmm or going away with girlfriends mm-hmm. or anything like that. Cause that's just not in the cards yeah. for where I'm at. Yeah, I get that. Not in the cards for like my social circle, yeah. all my friends. I'm, I'm Catholic and I'm like a hardcore Catholic. Yes. <laughs> so all my friends are busy making people like they just, that's what they do all day. <laughs> they just have babies and they raise them and they're having more and it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And that's what I wanted, but I didn't get to do that. Yeah. I only got the two and Hey, listen, a lot of people don't get to have two kids, so I am not. I, I am grateful. One. I am grateful. Yeah. Um, you have a girl and a boy. I have a girl and a boy. Yeah. yeah. I have a son that's turning 15 next week. Ugh. I can't believe he's that old. And I have a daughter who is seven going on 30. She's wow. something else. She's more of an adult than I am. So, um, oh, so but, but yeah, so, you know, it's just kind of this transition for me. So instead of this big party and mm-hmm. my girlfriend's, they can't get away. They're yeah. just trying to not have someone touch them for five seconds yeah. or need a, you know, like a juice box. Yeah. So, um, I came up with this thing called 40 faces. I love this idea. Well, it's, it's great because it's also helping me at yeah. this transition. I mean, it really is a win win oh, yeah. because I'm getting idea. to meet people in the day. Yeah. Um, I came up with, yeah, because I feel like there's just not a lot of time where we connect anymore. Quality one-on-one time with the internet and with, 
social media yes. and all this stuff. We'd like know every, it's kind of trippy when you like run into people and you're like, Oh, how's your great aunt doing? And yes. you're like, wait, what? How do you? And you're like, Oh, I did Instagram that. Okay. It's kind of weird. Right. Like, people know everything, right. but then they don't. Isn't that? They don't so, know you. Isn't yeah. that so weird how people see stuff? Weird. Oh, you, how is Vegas? Uh-uh. How do you know how was in Vegas? Yeah. Oh, I posted it. I tagged the location. Right? Isn't I was, that funny? I was filming a video, a live video the other day because I do these Carline videos. I made yes. up this Catholic Carline confessional video I saw thing. that. I love it. And my husband was putting out our, our little, like you have to like put out your name, you know, for them to know which kid to go get out of the school. And I'm like, no, 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 don't show show our name we're on the video and then I was like well everybody's watching on my social media they obviously know my name like it's just funny what you don't think about being out there they're like we're already we're here we can read your name as we're watching you so it's just funny that you don't realize what you put out there but yeah you really lose the intimacy right yeah of the one-on-one -on -one and the quality time so I came up with this 40 faces situation where I made a calendar really not to be, I mean, that sounds really fancy, but it was more, so it's not like, well, when are you available? Yeah. Well, when are you? I mean, that takes like yeah. seven days yeah. to figure out I whatever. So I have a calendar and I came up with different slots of time. So people can pick like 30 minutes. People can pick three hours. People mm -hmm. can whatever it is. And I put on the days that I am available and then they can pick what type of time they want to spend. And then they choose what we do. It's all Dutch. No one has to pay for me. Mm -hmm. But it's one-on-one -on -one time, and I'm trying to see 40 faces. I'm trying to hang out with 40 different people. Yeah. And um, so it's been nice to fill the time yeah. while my kiddos are at school. I think that's an amazing, awesome idea. Um, I was saying that when in my 30s, my girlfriends and I, in our late 20s, early 30s, we started doing dinner parties because we were finishing college, starting our career, and um, kind of focused on getting those results, you know, that you invest in your time with a career. And so we wouldn't see each other as often as we saw each other in college. So we would have an annual, you know, whenever it was our birthday, we had a dinner party mm -hmm. and we had these dinner parties. And because it was so many of us, we would see each other maybe five or 10 times a year because we were always attending dinner parties. And I feel like dinner parties became the thing, Yeah, you know, we're going to someone's birthday dinner. We're going to dress up and go dinner at this restaurant in a private room. And, but I feel like in my forties, Having dinner parties is not as easy now because now those same friends who had careers have husbands, have children. And so this calendar idea, 40 faces for your 40th, mm -hmm. is brilliant because it brings back time for conversation. It brings back time to just touch each other and just like have meaningful time that you're spending with each other. Yeah. I, when I saw you post this on Facebook, I was thinking like this is awesome <laughs> it's really it's been so cool it's been so surprising like the lessons I've gotten from each person I almost like it almost feels like a book you know yeah. like sitting down and, and I'll get something from each person or Olivia whatever should write experience. a book about this <laughs> I've thought about it I've, I've, I've thought about it because it is really and it's interesting who signs up you know yeah. because I've opened it to the people on my social media mm -hmm. so it's really neat the people who come up and they're like, I've never gotten to hang out with you before. I've always oh. wanted to. And I'm like, well, God, I mean, because I'm like, please, I yes. want to hang out with everyone. Yes. I, think I want to hang out with all the people. <laughs> and, um, and they'll be like, so what do you think? And I'm like, yes, absolutely. Or people, you know, most of my very tight circle, yeah. they're like, well, I see you all the time. Right. <laughs> they're like, I'm not, I'll see you at church. Clicking on a, yeah, on a calendar. What do you think this right. is? My husband's like, stop. So. <laughs> 
like, this is so you, though. I'm setting up a calendar. Yeah. He's like, I live with you. And I'm like, why do you hate my calendar? He's like, you're ridiculous. So, you know, but it's been, it's been really cool. It's been really, it's been fascinating. And it's been a really great way to celebrate my 40s, turning into a, a I'm in a lot of transition. Like I said, going from homeschooling to my kids going to school to me turning into my 40s. Yeah. Um. So it's been a neat, because, you know, you have a party. Parties are great, but yeah. you don't really get to hang out. Yeah. You're I mean, so it's a blast. Busy. Yeah. But this, you have to you know, see everybody and spend, you know, a few minutes with them saying, yeah. hi, thanks for coming to my party. And you question the whole time. Did I yeah. talk to, the, did I hug that person? Yes. I don't know. So this was, um, it's been really fantastic. So I've done about 20 or so. So what I'm are some try of the cool things you've done with, with people? It's been, it's been really cool. One friend in the league actually. Um, and we, we hadn't really hung out before. We always enjoyed each other. Yeah. And that's the kind of neat thing. It's kind of like people that you always wanted to. Yeah. But when you're, when you're adults, when you get to really right. do that, you're not in college anymore. Right. No one has time for this. I love it. So, um, <laughs> we made teacher gifts for Christmas, okay. you know, for her kids. Mm -hmm. And, and I got to bring some home too for my kids. Okay. But it was so fun. So I got to like learn a craft. Yeah. And we spent the day like doing an activity. One friend, um, has five kids and her husband is stationed, um, in, in Italy, mm -hmm. um, with the army reserves. Okay. And, um, so she said, can I sign up and can you come to church with me one day and help me with the five kids? And then we Aww. go to Chick-fil-A. And I was like, that's, this is the point. I yeah. want to meet. You have to make a decision at some point in your life with a lot of things. I yeah. think your circle gets a little tighter as you get older. It absolutely you're, does. You really realize your time is precious. Right. When you're in college and high school, all you have is time. Yes. You know, you don't have a mortgage. You don't have... <laughs> the rest of your life. Yeah. <laughs> and here you're, you have... You know, a spouse, you have a kid and you have to drive at places. Yeah. And, you know, they have, they have needs. So you can't just see like, peace out, everyone. I'm yeah. going to go to a slumber party. Yeah. Although I would do that. But um, <laughs> so it gets a little tricky. So when you carve and you're intentional with time, you become intentional. Yeah. That's what I feel like your 40s teaches you. Yes. Absolutely. Be intentional with your time. Yes. And so it's just been kind of this neat I don't know. It's been this neat experiment of, of watching what that does and, and how I've grown and how it's helped me like transition into this different place of adulthood. And I don't know. It's just kind of a neat, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah. I love how this. it. Is. When you put it up, I said, yeah, I'm going to get you on the podcast. That's yeah. how we're going to spend our time. We got to take a selfie. It didn't yes. exist unless we take a photo. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. In our social media world. That's we right. Need proof. Exactly. So, um, I think that's so cool though. And I really would love to, I bet, you know, that's going to, I think that this could be something fabulous, you know. I think that back back in my 30s, people were doing dinner parties. But I really feel like being intentional with your friends, especially nowadays, the people that I have in my life are important. So I can't have an abundance of friends because when my friends need me, I need to be there for them. Yeah. And I like how you said, I'm going to go to church and hang out with her and her five kids and just go to Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Because we're just... That's I, where she's at. That's where she's at. That's where she's at. I want to meet her where she's at. I want to mm -hmm. meet her in this space, uh, this season in her life, you know? So yep. she's a mother now. I want to see how my friend is doing and thriving and surviving. So I think that's an awesome concept. Yeah. And I think that all you listeners should... Um, <laughs> Take this into consideration when you're considering what to do for a new fun idea for a party. Sure. Anything. Yeah. And I mean, you don't have to be, I mean, it doesn't have to be called 40 Faces. Yeah. It can be anything, but it is definitely, you know, as a country, let's be honest, uh, right now this time, we're in a, but when is the time of the world not turbulent? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure the Romans are sitting around going, really guys? Yeah. Hello. We were like, Rome burned. So 
please. Like, I'm sure everyone is like, okay, World War II, were you there? Please, depression. What are you guys complaining about with your iPods and your iPods? What is this, 1997? What is that? iPads and your Apple TV or right. whatever we have. Life I don't is know so hard for you all. Yeah, Snapchat. I mean, you millennials. Well, yeah. I mean, I think of my girlfriend who has her husband that's in Italy. They FaceTime every day. Yeah. I mean, you know those stories of they had to wait for a letter. Yeah. You know, and they would yes. write their their oh boy, you know, their boyfriend or their husband or their fiance, and yes. you don't know if they got the letter. Yes. It took weeks to get it, and we're over here like, uh, okay. Yeah. However, <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. Jesus chose us to be here at this time. Yeah. He knew I couldn't have survived right. another time. When he made my soul, he was like, this yeah. is not the one to settle the prairie <laughs> with the wagons. That is not where she would thrive. So, um, but, you know, it's just kind of, it is. It's a turbulent time. We're all very divided. Mm-hmm. We talk about it all the time. Yeah. So it's kind of neat to unify in, okay, fine. Then let me meet you where you are. Yeah. And at least take that step. Because otherwise, we're going to just stay separated in our little houses with our social media, not looking at each other, just making comments and photos. And, you know, having Amazon deliver dinner. (laughs) Because there's so many businesses that are shutting down now. So many stores. People don't go out shopping anymore. No. People order their food. You know, people don't go to restaurants and have dinner anymore. You can have Uber bring you your food. That's crazy. I know. It's crazy. It's it's amazing, it's amazing how much our you were saying earlier how connected we are and yet we're so so disconnected. disconnected. We don't so. have intimacy and I don't think we have community. Yeah, and we talk about it like you you know you hear the whole it takes a village to raise. I mean Absolutely. when you when you read if you've ever read anything you know from those time periods what a village actually looked yeah. like. Please, yeah. we are so far from that. So far from it. We don't get it, but I mean, they were all in. When a woman had a baby, yeah, I mean, they were there yeah. and they took care of everything. And now, you know, we have like a meal train, yeah, and we're like, I'm so good, you guys. I made chili for my girlfriend, right? And we're like, I was really there for her. But I really let me tell you something, Olivia. I feel so proud of myself when I bring a meal. You're having a baby. Oh. I will bring a meal for Tuesday at three o'clock. I will bring lunch for your family like I am so proud of myself when I do that as you should be and and as a recipient it is life-changing it is life-changing and it really is but it is it is crazy though how how we are you know yeah. we're just not where we used to be so this is kind of a neat thing yeah to connect and actually break bread together this is an awesome idea I love it it really is so fun so yeah. I don't know I guess next year I'll do 41 faces yeah I don't know you never I know. mean you, ooh, you never know you never so know. anyway it's been neat so you've got a 15-year-old and a 7-year-old. Yes. And so... Really, two only children is basically what I have. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're, they're seven and a half years apart. Yeah, they're two different... Yeah, which going, was not intentional, but... So 15-year-old, um, you said that you met your husband around that We age. were 15. Yeah. And we were 15 years old. And he, he came... I had the youth group at my house watching The Fugitive. Anyone remember that film with Harrison Ford? <laughs> oh, my God. I know, right? This it didn't is so even old. seem like it was that long ago. That was the 90s. Said, yeah. I know. The 90s seemed like yesterday. Oh, and it was so good. <laughs> I But I felt like we knew the 90s were good. Yeah. The 90s were pretty cool, too. Yeah. I mean, there's some great music happening, and the movies were fantastic. I mean, the fashion, I know, but it's yeah. fun. Yeah. Who doesn't want to have an 80s party every, like, or 90s? It's like, yes. 90s, 90s parties are always dress. the best ones when I go to. Oh, 80s it's fantastic. Parties. The makeup, because you could be like, I'm doing 80s. And yes. people are like, or did you just not know how much blue you <laughs> were putting on your face? 
<laughs> You're like, no, it was for a party. Um, no, yeah. So it was it was the 90s, and we were watching The Fugitive. I had the youth group over, and mm-hmm. he showed up at the door, and his um, he went to Westfield High School um, in his football letter jacket and a do-rag on his head. And he is a financial advisor now. So wow. when I say people are like, wait, what? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> he is the furthest from a do-rag. It's like, I can't even imagine. I can't, well, no, he is so like straight lace, <laughs> financially suit weary, introvert, nerdy. So nerd, in high school, he was wearing a do rag. What high school yeah. did he? Attend? He went to Westfield. Okay. I went to Klein. <laughs> oh and we we were yeah. So it was it was fascinating. I didn't know who this kid was. I was so angry that he showed up at my door with with a friend of mine. I was like, who does that? Who just shows up? I don't know you. Oh my god! So gosh. I was so mean the you whole time. Meant to be there. Well, and he he <laughs> sat next to. Oh, we were just all sitting on the floor watching the film, and the whole time he kept going, "That guy's gonna die. That guy's gonna oh get his my arm gosh. blown off. That guy's gonna hit a truck or whatever." And I was like, "Dude, stop talking. Right. What is wrong with you? Do you know this movie?" And he looks at me, and goes, "No, it's just so obvious." He was so arrogant. You remember He's one boys? of those people, high school boys? Yes. And I ran and got my mother in the kitchen and I said, do you see that boy right there? Because I was so mad. He was ruining the movie. I was so angry. And she goes, the guy with the handkerchief on his head? Oh my (laughs) goodness. Mom, it's a do-rack. And she was like, yeah, I see him. And I was like, isn't he so cute? (laughs) So, you know, you love that. I mean, there's there's something sexy about a confident, arrogant and then as a girl, you're like, oh, I'm going to change him. <laughs> he just needs. So we became best friends, actually. We were best friends. So you guys became best friends. Yeah. And then how did you guys transition into more than friends yeah. in high school? So we were best friends at 16. Um, he actually was in love with a, a friend of mine. Well, okay. In love is a little strong. But, you know, high school in love with a friend. Happy love. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she's great. She has six kids and an awesome husband and does not miss my husband at all. She's fine. Um, they didn't even date, but she, he invited her to homecoming. He asked her to homecoming and I was at the time actually in love with him and I made the banner, you know, and it said, how about homecoming? It was like 10 feet long and we drove to her house and he had roses and got out and knocked on her door. Me and my little brothers were standing in his truck with the banner and I had to pull it over my head because I was crying so hard because he was asking this other girl to homecoming and I'm like, (laughs) we were seniors. Um... So they went to homecoming. It's fun. (laughs) People are like, you do remember y'all got married at the end of the story, right? Because I'm like, I get a little emotional. And they're like, but it all worked out. Babies. You're fine. Oh my God. So, um, yeah. So then I was cheering at a game. I was a stand leader for Klein, which is a unique spirit organization that only Klein High School has. So it's really awesome. (laughs) And it's just seniors that are in this spirit organization. At the time, we only had like 10 or like 10 to 12 boys and 10 or 12 girls. Like it was a very small thing like there were hundreds in our class but only like 20 something of us got to be stand leaders so i'm like cheering at this game it was a big deal yeah. we we're playing eisenhower oh my gosh eisenhower okay they <laughs> handed us our behinds <laughs> i bet <laughs> they probably were like why did y'all even come right <laughs> what are y'all doing here i remember okay so eisenhower is one of the schools that we played i They're remember awesome. sometimes we'd see Teams come in the gym and we'd say, they're done. <laughs> they are toast. It's a wrap. <laughs> it was bad. It was just, yeah, but we were there. And uh, we were at their, at their campus and it poured rain. And the girl that he was in love with was having a birthday party. And so I had to be at the game. So I came home 
went to the party and I was, I mean, when I say I was dripping wet, oh my I mean, I was soaked through and through. It was a sport. And I'm thinking now, I'm like, where the heck were the teachers? Like, why weren't they like, uh, guys, you could get electrocuted. <laughs> like, oh we're just in this massive gosh. thunderstorm. And we just stood out there and we kept cheering. <laughs> um, and, but that's fine. But, um, I climbed the, st- I walked up the stairs. The whole party was up there. It'd been happening for a few hours. And Nathan was, my husband was sitting in the chair in his do rag and his letter jacket. Um, of course not being social cause he's the least social human being you'll ever meet. He cannot wow. stand people. Wow. So that's fascinating. <laughs> and, um, he's with you. <laughs> cause I want to know all the people. Right. And, um, he said when I was standing there at the top of the stairs, dripping wet, he knew I was there because of him because we were Aww. best friends. And he was like, why am I chasing this other girl? That's not interested when I clearly have this awesome girl right in front of I... me, I'm wasting my time. Aww. And so he asked me out. We were 17, so 23 years ago. It's like a little movie. It's like wow, a little teen movie. That so chubby, sweet. funny girl got the captain of the football team. And you know that never happened. Well, I know. I got to write the movie, I guess. Yes. Let all the chubby, funny girls know it yes. too can happen to you. Wow. <laughs> so, so yeah, we were, we're high school sweethearts. And um, and we waited till marriage, so we were good Catholic kids. Wow. And we uh, How we old five were you when you got married? We were 22, so five and a half years we... We're together all through college. That's amazing. Yeah. Crazy. Chubby girl, captain yep. of the football team, and abstinence. There you, there you go. It's wow. like a unicorn fighting yes. in the forest. <laughs> 100%. But that's our story. And so we so we um we kind of that we kind of started doing talks together and like mm-hmm. ministering, you know, because we were in this place in life as young adults. And so we were like, look, if we're gonna be chased, we're gonna make sure everybody else is chased. That's awesome. So we started giving chassis talks and having it come from a six foot, you know, what is he, six one and a half yeah. guy in his twenties saying, yeah. Hey, I'm waiting till marriage. Yeah. That was really powerful. Yeah. You know, so it was really cool. And that's how we kind of got started with our marriage ministry and things like that. But um Sad to say, my health just kind of got worse and worse. I got chubbier and chubbier. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I kind of... And then um, I got diagnosed with diabetes at 19. And uh, we got married at 22. And then I found myself pregnant at 24. I delivered at 25. So it's 25 when I had my son. Um, And I was on 15 to 20 shots of insulin every day. I would give myself my stomach. And um, they couldn't weigh me on the scales. Oh, my goodness. I know, right? I was over 400 pounds when I 400 pounds. Girl, please. <laughs> I can't even see you being 400 pounds. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it was bad. I mean, it was, and it, it you know, it wasn't, it didn't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. And it's complicated yeah. how you get that way. You yeah. know, um, there's a TV show right now, This Is Us. This I don't is know us. If you're I familiar. love This Is Us. Right? I mean, because those characters are like, come so on. So and layered, Ooh, and they're great actors, real. and they're real. They're so real, you know. And when I'm looking at the show, I, I see them as those characters. I don't see them as actors. Because oh, right. It's, it's just so yeah. raw. Randall is Randall. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you something. <laughs> if I need something, I'm gonna be like, somebody needs to call Randall, and they're gonna be like, he's not real, and I'm like, he's the most adult I know. Right. <laughs> Someone get him on the phone. I don't know him, but I'm just thinking. <laughs> You know, you know everybody. Um, yeah, <laughs> no. but Kate, I, I really relate to the character Kate. You know, oh she's morally obese, and and here it is so amazing to see someone on television. Yeah, who had who has a very similar body type to what I was. So your body was similar to that, girl. Yes, Shut I have up. to show you photos. Yes, and I know they were freaking out. I had eight doctors working wow. to literally keep me 
alive and get that baby here healthy. Wow. Um, it was intense. And uh, there was hospital stays. And there, it, it's a long story. But they got him here. And, yeah. you know, I delivered. And I... Um, and so, yeah, so so fashion was not, I tell you, being 400 pounds and trying to get maternity clothes. Yeah. So, I mean, because I would think, oh, my gosh. I know. Because the clothes are already big. So yeah. do they, did they make maternity clothes for 400 pounds? No. And, and nor did I gain that much because you really have to go on a strict diet okay. when you're that heavy to begin with. Yeah. They're kind of terrified. And I get it. Yeah. I mean, I was a nightmare. I get that. Like, I knew walking in the door, they were like, God. But as far as clothes went, that was interesting because my body didn't change that much. With my daughter, I had lost a, a pretty good chunk of weight mm-hmm. to where you could tell yeah. I was pregnant okay. or I and I could see the baby move like okay. on my tummy. That was weird with my son. Like, yeah. I didn't have oh. – no one knew I was pregnant. Wow. And that's, that's tough. That's yeah. hard as a woman. You know, and you don't get to wear the cute pregnancy yeah. clothes and you don't get to do, you know, you had to think of it like it was like, it's a, it's like a rite of passage. You're, yeah. you know, you're pregnant and you get to go shopping at the pee pod or, yeah. the pot, or I don't know what, yeah. I don't even know. I don't know what they're named, but whatever those cute yeah, little maternity get stores. Yeah, you maternity clothes I and you get do to that. show the bump. Yeah, but none you know of that. What? When I'm thinking about it, I think Kate was trying to get pregnant at one yes. point. Yes. So man, you can relate. Oh girl, I can relate. So it's, it's interesting. And so, and then, and then losing weight and transitioning to, and I still have a lot to lose, but I've come a long way. You look awesome. Well, you're very kind, but (laughs) it's hard because I'm, I, here I am at 40 and I'm like, I don't know how to shop. I don't know what to do. (laughs) I can wear color. Like, I mean, it's just, I don't, I don't have a schema because in my teens and my twenties, I was morbidly obese in my thirties. So it's kind of strange to come into what that means to be a woman and how to look and how to act like a girl. And I don't know, because you just try not to attract more attention. That makes sense. Looking at you. Cause already you walk in the room. Kate walks in the room. All eyes. Everybody. And that's the thing about being morbidly obese. You walk in the room. Everybody knows your issue. Yeah. We all know you have an issue. Right. The guy next to you could be having an affair. Right. Oh my gosh. You know what I'm no one knows his business. Yes. But a, but a person who is big walks in and you're already at a disadvantage. Yeah. And so that's oh fascinating goodness. with that that whole. It's interesting. Yeah. Culturally and things like that. So, yeah. So you don't want to wear something red. Or that's a great perspective though that you've said uh, because someone can have. You know, someone can have like an alcoholic problem. Yeah. They can have a gambling problem. They, you know, they can beat their wife, but only in her torso. So you can't see. Yes. Like oh that. my gosh. And then when, yeah. when you see a person who's larger, we oh, as soon as we look at yeah, Why did she stop eating? Them, Why is she at this restaurant? Absolutely. Yeah. And I never even thought about it in that perspective, but I oh, get yeah. that. It's a lot of prejudice. Yeah. And it's kind of an under, no one really talks about mm-hmm. the obese community, which is fascinating since America is like. Oh, overweight. Majorly, yeah. yeah. It's kind of a thing. Houston's a... Especially We Houston. do not have a good reputation. Yeah. But it's not anything that anybody really talks about. But there definitely is a lot of judgment because you, as a person, you already know something about that other person. They don't know anything about you. It's easy yes. to keep it in. So, yeah, you're always at a disadvantage when you walk in the door. And it's hard. 
And so, yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to bring that kind of attention. And so I, I'm still struggling. I still am like, so I can only shop at Lane Bryant, right? Like there was a point where I couldn't even shop at Lane Bryant. I was so big. Wow. And when I got back into Lane Bryant, I was like, look at you, look at me. I'm like a Baywatch star. And people were like, that's a size 32. Calm down. Oh I'm like, you're welcome. So, you know, and now that is not the only option I have. Yeah. But it's still hard. I, I mean, can't even I believe. I still think I'm 400 and whatever I can't pounds. even believe I'm looking at a person who was 400 pounds. No. But we had someone always. on the show last year with Kimberly, uh, Nicole, the stylist, and she came on and shared her story about how she was at one point 400 pounds. She ended up having the gastric um, mm-hmm. surgery. And um, so when she came on the show, I was interviewing large curvy girls. And um, we had a representative here from Ashley Stewart, and we were talking about different things about fashion. And so when Kimberly came through the studio, I was like, well, you're not the fashion curvy (laughs) girl that I'm talking to today. But she was saying how she was at 1.400 pounds and how she, even though she was big, she still liked to dress. She still loved fashion. So she had to be really creative. Good for her. And now that she has, you know, her body types have changed, she's evolved and Lane Bryant is one of the stores that she mentioned that she loves. And, you know, we talked about all kinds of stuff, but I think it's amazing that, um, that you've made such a transition and Lane Bryant, once again, we're mentioning Lane Bryant. (laughs) Hey Lane. Lane Bryant is one of the stores among others that you can shop at. So has your fashion sense come into play now that you're able to look at all the different options that are available to you or do you feel like you have enough options now it's i i mean really it is so mental i mean think about as women yeah i mean i was talking to some girlfriends last night we were talking about how like how like different men and women are like sexually yeah how it's mental for us and men are like okay i'm ready right like no no total physical we need to talk about something like you need to talk to right i need to get this out of my mind yeah and they're like i'm your husband like we've done this This yeah and we're like no no I'm not just, I'm not, I tell my husband all the time, I'm not a sure thing. He's like, okay. So, That's cute. I mean, you know, but, um, but women, it's mental. And yeah. especially as our bodies mm-hmm. and being feminine and this beautiful country that we live in. Yeah. Um, listen, Kate is the first person I've seen on television Me that too. I could relate to. Yeah. You know, I always hear people of like, you know, I have friends who are Asian or Indian or black or whatever. And they're like, I don't see anybody like me on yeah. TV. And I'm like, I get that. Yeah. I get that as a person, as a large person. Yeah. You don't see that. You know, like you don't, we don't see enough of writing. And we're starting to, I feel like yeah. we're starting to get the message. You know, we have this great character, Randall. We have this great character, Kate. We're starting to get people that are solid, good people yeah. and real. And, um, and it's nice to see and that she's fashionable. Yeah. Kate doesn't come on the scene. She comes, she's so cute. Is and then she, she shows her body. Yeah. They're, those aren't prosthetics. That's her real body. Yeah. And I think that that was so cool of the show yeah. to not hire like this fabulous actress and then add pounds on her right. to go get a real person. That's probably one of the reasons why this show has been so successful because it's so organic and it's so raw. It's authentic. We yeah. appreciate it. And people want that. They want, we really do. And so I, I just, and so I don't know if I've been a teenager mm-hmm. or in my twenties in college and, and saw someone like Kate on mm-hmm. television who does dress well. Yeah. Um, that might've changed your fashion sense a little bit. I don't know. But I totally get what you're saying when you're saying, I don't want to walk in the room and cause even more attention. Yeah. So it's hard for me now to understand 
hey, I'm not just living, nothing wrong with Lane Bryant. Listen, Lane Bryant was a lifesaver yes, for me. Yes, yes. Honest to God. I mean, I had nowhere else to go. When I got married, there were only two dresses at David's Bridal that fit my size, and I had to buy extra fabric wow. to add paneling on the sides of the dress of the one that I chose out of the two. Oh I've always said I would love to redo my wedding <laughs> just for the choice to what is it like to yes. be a girl? Oh, Olivia, you should. And just say yes to the dress. Yes. You know, like I you never should got definitely to do that. Do that. You know? Oh my gosh. And you know I was what? so limited. I, I feel like, you know, we should get our weddings redone every 10 years. I don't know uh, if the husband's feel this way. <laughs> but that would be so cool. Because cool. you, you have a totally different body now. Right. And you get right. to enjoy the whole wedding experience. Yeah. It's been, uh, listen, it has changed my my life with my husband in every possible, I mean, in all the ways, yeah. emotionally, physically, spiritually, all of it, all yeah. the ways. It's definitely changed everything. Isn't that something? It's fascinating. Isn't that something how your physical body changed and mentally everything else yeah. changed? But it's weird when you, when you truly are morbidly obese, like you were saying that Kim, her name is Kimberly mm-hmm. was saying, yes. um, I do think of myself in the same place. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of times, like when I get behind the wheel, mm-hmm. my steering wheel doesn't come and push into oh, my body. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but every now and then I'll be like, oh, can I, yeah, I can f- like totally, like I have like 17 feet between me and not really, but yeah. I'm just saying like, <laughs> you know, um, when, when I would go to restaurants, I would be aware, like I can't get, I do not sit me in a booth and they would always walk me to a booth. You can't put Kate in a booth. I mean, do you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just not, and that's not, you want people to feel comfortable and not make it obvious. Yes. And so I would have to always say to the cute little, I don't know, adorable 22 year old, you know, whatever. (laughs) I was like, yeah, I can't sit in that. And now I'm always like, I'll take a booth. You know, so there are moments of, of like, like those are my trophies. You know, I can get in behind a steering wheel. I can sit in a booth. Um, But the clothes. The clothing, that's a hard one for me. I have to be honest. Like, I bought my first Calvin Klein dress mm-hmm. last year. We went to New York. I don't know if you saw the photos I posted. My husband and I went to New York and we had a, a professional photo shoot yes. done in the city. And um, I'm sure everybody's like, Calvin Klein was at 1983. <laughs> and I'm over here like, oh my God. Like, I'm like taking photos. Like, I framed it. I'm like, this is a Calvin Klein dress. And I was like, <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, y'all, it's a label. I'm like freaking out. And I mean, you would, I mean, I felt like a million bucks. Oh my God. I felt like. But you know what? Your confidence is off the chain. So when I see you, you feel like a million bucks anyway. You look like a million bucks. But when you talk, you talk like a million bucks. Oh, you're sweet. Well, I I am a good liar. (laughs) I It took me a long time to figure out that my weight and I'm actually I'm really still in the middle of it I'm in therapy Mm -hmm. I have been but my weight definitely I have a really um poor self-worth and I think it's hard when you are a big girl living in America and you know it's just I mean we see beautiful women and I don't want to fault them that's what I don't like I'm not a hater yeah listen uh, like I wouldn't be in a bikini if I could right. wear one, please. That's yeah. why Jesus was like, look, we cannot let that happen because right. she would just go into H-E-B every day and they'd be like, <laughs> they would be like, please, you need a raincoat, put something else on. And I'm like, but did you see this? So that's what, that's why you had to keep me humble. I always say every weekend, I say, let's go to the beach. I just want to walk around in a swimsuit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I've never said that. <laughs> Only because I've been working in the gym so hard and I'm like, I got to take advantage before 
Yes. Because all my friends are like, you know, when you're in your 40s, the weight starts coming on and it's even harder to get rid of. And I'm like, please don't say that. I want to just, <laughs> I want to just walk around naked right now while I still can on the beach. Like, give me a cute swimsuit and just let me walk around like Eve. Look, do it for the <laughs> hashtag for the rest of us. <laughs> for those of us that can't do it, you need to totally say yes. I validate it. Like, you, yeah. you want to appreciate, you know, where you're at. It's hard. It's, it's hard when mentally you still and you think you're worthless. You feel like I have nothing to offer like I really struggle with my femininity mm-hmm. with I do not find anything beautiful about myself mm-hmm. like my outer appearance like if any I just I have like not just oh. like saying it like oh I don't feel pretty like yes. no like it really is a thing but but you have to understand but my story you know what yeah. I'm saying you come from whatever and I didn't know that this was your story yeah so you know and I have to say funny enough junior league this great group of women um <laughs> It's actually helped me in healing a lot of this kind of stuff and figuring out who I am and how to be a girl and, you know, wearing a dress. And like in college, I was everyone's favorite person in the dorm because I, they could put makeup on me and do whatever they wanted. And they were, I was, I was a constant makeover. Oh, <laughs> they loved it. So, but Junior League has really like kind of empowered me and, and kind of the programs that we have and stuff. It's, it's been a very interesting, it's been so amazing how God's timing is so perfect Yeah, in the stage of life I am with getting my weight even better, right? Yeah. Even healthier and trying to come into my own as a girl Yeah, and being in this incredible group of women that are like, they're like a bunch of big sisters. Yeah, like- the Junior League is a great organization. And I started, I, I, I left work and then I went back to school. So I was around a bunch of kids and I needed to connect with women my age. Right. And so I looked up different organizations and my girlfriends told me about the Junior League in the Woodlands. And I went to a meeting for, I went to, I guess you could call it like an interest meeting. I went there to get more information and you appeared, this bubbly personality. And uh, my girlfriend and I went, my girlfriend Dominique and I went and you made us feel like celebrities. Like, oh my God, are you going to be in this league? I will be so honored if you're going to be in this league. But you just had like the best personality. You were just such a people person. And I felt like a part of the team, like I could be used here and meeting live really made me feel like, you know, my presence is going to be here. Yeah. Good. And so, um, yeah, but when I met you and every time that I've ever seen you after that, you, you always come with this full on personality. So I I can't even imagine you not thinking for one second, you know, I'm beautiful. I feel beautiful because your confidence is that. My energy is in loving people. Like, okay. I can't tell you. I've, my husband says all the time, it's like, I've never met someone who just... Did you ever see the movie, um, The Green Mile? I don't know yes. if you saw it. John Coffey. Yes. You know, the, the character and how he says, like, I just have so much love. Mm-hmm. And he just love. I love at a capacity... My two gifts are, I just love at a capacity that's not human. Yeah. And I have this joy Aww. that is just <laughs> ridiculous. So all my energy is about... God's creation. Like I, I just, I got, I love you. Like I just love you. I'm like elf, you know, I'm like, let's hold hands and make cookies. And I wish I can see Olivia. Oh my gosh. I mean, I would, I, I like, I'm angry that I don't know that guy driving by. It's like, I'm like, how do I not know that guy? Doesn't he, I want to know him. Who is that? Like, and all my friends are like, yeah, we don't, we're okay. Not knowing that guy, you know? So that energy is about, but think about it. I'm projecting about other people. Yeah. That's where my excitement okay. is. It's I never, it's not there. the focus little, on you. Oh, you tricked me. Look at that. You got me so good. But it's not conscious. Yeah. It took, this took therapy to figure yeah. this out. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But it's because I truly love people, but yeah. that doesn't mean I love myself. 
So okay. that's a different. Yeah. So with speaking of your love for people, you you and your husband have a uh, marriage ministry. We do. Yeah. And so you guys have been able to talk to young couples who are starting to love on each other, mm-hmm. and. Um, We'll be loving and making more little loving people. <laughs> we hope so. And the world right. needs more loving people, I'll tell you that. Right. We're just trying to do our part. So, you know, you and that's something that you're doing. How did that happen? What's going on with that now? So I came from a my well, they're still here. <laughs> it sounds like they're not here anymore. I came from a very strong marriage. My parents have been married forty five years. And my wow. dad oh, I know, right? And then also No pressure. Right? My dad is hundred percent Italian from New Jersey. He's a first generation in America. His parents are, you know, they immigrated from Italy, both of them. So that's kind of rare too to have, you know, um, which is cool. My mom is from South Louisiana. She's the oldest of 10, was, you know, a cheerleader, homecoming queen. Wow. She was like perfect. Oh my And my gosh. dad came down to Louisiana of all places to go to college. This <laughs> Italian from New Jersey makes no sense. Um, he, he went to Woodstock. Like he was, anyway. Oh. So they couldn't be more opposite as far as like, they're very similar to like um, Danny and Sandy in Greece. You know how he's kind of like this yes. rough, you know, leather, yes. motorcycle, whatever kind of a guy. <laughs> and then she's all like, dee, dee, dee. And yeah. he makes, you know, crumpets. I don't know. <laughs> so, um, but they have this passion-filled marriage. And they always made it clear. Our marriage is first. My dad yeah. made it very clear. He was like, look, you guys are coming and going. But your mom, yeah. she's oh, my I love world. That. Yeah. I love that. Oh, yeah. We knew what was what. We knew my mom, you know, like that was it. They are the nuclear, uh, they are the center of the family. Right. And everything that came from them was going to go into us. Yeah. They were great parents, but we knew their marriage yeah. was number I mean, God was one and right. then their marriage. That's it. Right. They have a covenant. Yeah. Who are we? Yes. <laughs> We're just eating their food. This is awesome. So, you know, a lot of people don't say, a lot of people are like, you know, the kids, you know, the ki- my kids come first. And then, you know, then my husband, my husband's grown, my husband's taking care of himself. But I love, I understand that concept, but I understand sure. what, he, what he's saying when he says that. Because the kids do come and go. And you got to keep that foundation constantly at work. You got to work at it. Yeah. And, you know, people talk, people are very kind and, and complimentary to my marriage. And I tell people all the time, we work like yeah. we work our butts off to yeah. have the marriage that we have. And we are very blessed to have a great marriage, but it definitely has had all sorts of things. I mean, cause we'll be married 18 years wow. in June, but I, it's true. I mean, you have to design, you have to design your marriage to be what you want it to be. Yeah. If you didn't come from a healthy marriage, that doesn't mean that you can't have one. And, and it, and it does. It takes work. But you know what? It's fun. And what else do you yeah. have to do all day? Yeah. But love each other, you know? <laughs> so it's like, get in there. Have a good time. I don't know. So my dad was very vocal about, hey, you know, like, uh, you know, pinch your mom on the butt. And I'm like, dad, like, get it together. But I loved it. Yeah. Always kissing my mom. Always taking oh. her on dates. You know, it was just, oh, date night was every Friday. Our oh whole lives. Oh, my gosh. And... And it's true. I mean, the kids, when I was a human development major at Texas Tech, I remember calling my mom and saying, so this isn't just a wacky Catholic Italian thing. Yeah. This is actually a real person life thing because they they put up a, a, oh, what is this? A graph. Hello. (laughs) Not mathy. (laughs) Okay. They put up a graph on the screen and they said the two biggest times for divorce in a marriage 
is after the birth of a baby, which blew my mind. Yeah. Because I thought, well, you just made a baby. Why? Aren't you all like, let's just kiss each other. We're yeah. in person. And they're like, it's the most stressful time. Okay. And then when the kids leave. Yeah. And that's when you'll see, you know, another huge time of divorce because they look across a table yeah. from each other. Who are you? They don't know each other. Yeah. You know, they've been so invested in the children. Yeah, that makes sense. So it was really neat to hear it, not from my parents. Yeah. You know, like making out with each other on the couch. Yes. And hearing it from... Texas, you know, whoever. Yeah. It was like, okay. This is real. So it made sense to me. So we've had a very, I have to say, I feel like a word that I live by in my life is is intention. Very intentional. Mm-hmm. So we have a very intentional marriage. And so we took that into ministry because let's be honest, not everyone has, we all have different gifts. Yeah. Um, people are my gift. Yeah. And being intentional and getting things, I'm good at that. Yeah. You know, and so for, for my husband and I to work with these young couples in the Catholic Church, they have to go through pre-Cana classes, okay. and we walk through that with them. So they come to our home, and we work through. There's a book that they're that the diocese gives them, and they work on it together, and they discuss it, and then they come <laughs> over, and you know, we give them like rice cakes. I don't know, <laughs> right? Plant based diet. <laughs> there we go. And then we talk about. All right, let's talk about finances. Let's talk about family yeah, origin. That's I love a, this. That's a big one to talk about. All right, like I remember, we had a couple. That he said, um, well, we're never going to have the children sleep in our bed. You know, if they wake up in the middle of the night and she was like, well, we only slept in the bed with oh. our parents. And he was like, no, 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 no. That's right. our sacred space. Yeah. Yeah. That is going to be our space. And the child needs to recognize. And she's yeah. like, mm, we had like 45 kids in our family and we oh lived gosh. on our parents' bed. Oh my so gosh. Was, but who talks about yeah. that when you're bowling on a date? Yeah. Like, no, it's like, so what is your thoughts on the family bed? Like, it, you know. It totally opens up the conversation yeah. that you don't normally, wouldn't normally have. And I feel like it, it establishes a good communication as a foundation for your marriage. Yeah. And then being able to work through situations and then you have someone who's, who's going through it or has gone through it. Right. Another married couple. So... Yeah, and also we tell people all the time, talk about the stuff you can now yeah. before you're in the middle of it happening. Right. These people aren't here yet. You haven't made anyone. Right. <laughs> so they don't exist. Right. So start having the conversations now. That that does not mean you're a parent. Yeah. That doesn't mean you've changed right. a billion times as a parent. You right. better be changing. We're organic. Yeah. We're, you know, absolutely. your marriage needs to be changing. Everything. You change as a person. But at least try to have as much as you can conversations about, all right, well, what's your thoughts on grades? Well, I think the kids should get straight A's. Well, I'm okay with C's. That yes. seems like a simple thing. Yeah. But it's a, you should have a conversation about Because then when the kid shows up yes. and it's a D kid, yes. they're going to be like, whoa. You know, you just, it's just going to talk things out. So I love that. We love working with couples when they're, you know, all glowy. And yeah. When, when they're <laughs> not, yeah. they're not even thinking Flowers. about, yeah, they're, they're not thinking, thinking about this. Yeah. We did a um, marriage counseling, um, maybe six weeks. Cause we would go every weekend, I think yeah, like every Saturday like mm-hmm. and then, um, they would have like little forms for us to fill out and it was just conversation pieces for us to talk about things that we really had not talked about. I remember one time we went, my husband had to put, um, one to five who was first he had to just put things that, and they gave him like different, you know, money, family, and he had to put it in order. And I remember he put God first and then he put family and then he put wife. <laughs> That's a conversation. And I was like, hold on a second. <laughs> we got to have that conversation yeah. because my husband lost his mother when he was really young and his mother made him promise on her deathbed to always take care of your brothers and sisters. He had See? 10 brothers and sisters. And so he felt like, 
you know, that's a promise I made my mom. So that will never change. My family will never change. My wife might come and go. And so we had to have that conversation mm-hmm. and work through that. But thank goodness we had counselors there yeah. who made say, us. Now she could be a part of that. Yes. Bring her into that. Now was, this is you together. It was an opportunity to have a mediator yeah. there. So he, one. he didn't think he was crazy for thinking this way. I didn't think that I was crazy and we didn't march but imagine away. imagine if that came out. During a fight or during the whatever. And you would be like, oh, but but when you hear his story and you see his perspective, again, like, like in this TV show, this is us. Mm -hmm. What I love about that show, they're showing different perspectives. Absolutely. It helps you. And coming, we start with the couples with their family of origins. You've got to know, because listen, you think everybody ate McDonald's on Friday night. That's what they all did. No, no, no. Maybe just y'all did that, you know, and and we just ate leaves all like whatever. And that's what we did. I grew up, we said the rosary every night as a family. Mm -hmm. That's a prayer that, that um, a lot of Catholics do with beads. We prayed that every night as a family. My husband, they didn't pray as a family. Like, so little things that you think, like, I'll tell you something that drives me still is hard for me. Mm -hmm. We just had Christmas. Mm-hmm. In my family, you have your pile of presents, mm-hmm. and I had three brothers, so my mom was probably just trying to get through, you know, whatever, because they're, like, swinging from the rafters. We just <laughs> opened our gifts, and I would be like, thanks for the keyboard. Thanks for the cabbage patch. Like, whatever. Like, we would just, like, yell at each other. I got a remote control. We're like, wow, that's great. And we would just open. My husband's family, you go one at a time. You get a present. We all watch you open it. We all make a comment. And then the next person gets oh open a present. Oh, my goodness. So that's not like a big thing. Yeah. But it is. Like, yeah, it's it is. It's still hard it's for me. It's different. It's different. So family of origin. Yeah. You know, what was food like in your family? What was church like your, yeah. for your family? What was vacation? What, what, you know, he only went on vacations to see family. We, my, I was seven years old the first time my parents took me to Europe. But my wow. parents did a lot of traveling with us because my mom... Her dad, um, they had 10 children. She was the oldest of 10. He was a judge. And he always promised my grandmother, when all the kids leave, we're going to travel. And he sadly passed away before he could do that. So my parents said, forget that. Let's live it now. Let's live. Let's use our money now. Let's use our youth now. And they brought my grandmother with them. So I grew up traveling with my grandmother. But see what I'm saying? It's all about family of origin and where people are coming from. So... We talk about that a lot in marriage because usually you can figure out why people act the way that they act. Yeah, I love that. I think that marriage counseling is so important. Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, when I was listening to you on the Jennifer Fulwiler show that's on Sirius XM, I was listening to you talk about that and I didn't even know that part of you. I was listening, looking at your bio, looking at you on paper and you're the person you are on paper and the person you are right here. (laughs) Like you're Just amazing. <laughs> you're so amazing. Um, I, but yeah. to, I mean, like to know that you've done, you've participated in these things, to know that you've told your testimony and you've encouraged others to take this stand in their faith. Um, just trusting God with their body. And, and then you, the way you, you and your husband were able to share your story. Um, and then, you know, your, your story about, your weight loss. Like, girl, who knew that you were this little person trapped inside of that big body? Girl, I know I'm still hotter. Like, I'm like... I'm Wars to come. That, I mean, I'm like, I know I'm a hot blonde just waiting to rip out of here. But I just really love... I mean, I'm Italian Cajun. Yes. What am I supposed to oh do? Oh, my goodness. Pasta and bread. Italian and Cajun. Fried food. I mean, come on. You what know what? the chances I that had? That describes your personality so well. Right? Oh, my gosh. 
these are loud family people. This is what I'm saying. I mean, the Italians are like, let me just hug you all day long. (laughs) And the Cajuns are like, let's just stay up all night. Like, I mean, those are both very passionate. Yes, very Culturally food-centered Yes, for sure. Italians. My father, we always said the joke that you had to tell him in half an hour before he was serving you, Dad, stop. That's enough. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, no, Liv. You got to eat more. You got to eat more. And I'm like, Dad. Okay. (laughs) Why can't I fit in the chair? Okay, because. Oh, my god. And his food is ridiculous. My my dad, stop. Shut so how do you Amazing. eat? Do you still are you able to eat some of that Italian good oh, food with, you know. with your plant based diet? <laughs> yeah, so I'm plant based now. I, uh, I I I did have gastric bypass. Yeah. My 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 weight loss journey is a little complicated and long, but I had a couple of surgeries. Ended up with the gastric, mm-hmm. and and that's it's a great surgery I have to say. And I don't think it's for everyone, but I do think it is absolutely a really big game changer for a lot of people. Yeah. And if you're over four hundred pounds and things like that, yeah. I was a I'm definitely a food addict and you have to face you have to face those demons. How does someone end up being a Kate, being yeah. a me, you know, like there's reasons for that. Yeah. And, um, and so I'm still working through that. I've done a lot of work, but listen, it's what else do I have to do all day. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, um, so I knew with the surgery that it would happen fast, but then it stops and that, that, that's where that little show kind of ends and you have to decide, am I going to continue and yeah. really work now? Mm-hmm. It kind of gives you the opportunity to take off enough weight to then you can get out of bed if you weighed 400 pounds yeah would oh. you want to get out of bed and go no. exercise i love when people are so judgy and they're yeah. like god kate get it together go yeah. work out and she's like listen walking in the mailbox <laughs> took me all day yeah it's real i mean imagine when you're pregnant my friends kind of they can get it they're like oh, i just put on like 20 pounds or 50 pounds yeah. they're like i'm exhausted i yeah. can't breathe my it body changes hurts. you changes you you don't want to go do aerobics for an hour and a half and you don't want to just eat kale yeah you know so it I feel like it gives you the opportunity to then do those things. Yeah. But then you have to take the power and decide, am I going to go work out for an hour and a half and eat kale? Or am I going to go back to the haagen You know? And so you get that choice and you can definitely undo the surgery very easily, actually. Um, It's a, it's kind of amazing. So you have to decide. It's a lifestyle choice, right? Yeah. It's all about choice. Life is about choices. Yeah. Um, my surgeon, Dr. Garth Davis, who is a huge social guy, media guy now, mm-hmm. and I always like to say I like to keep him in check because I met him at 05, and he had a show on TLC called Big Medicine after. I don't remember what year it was. It was probably like, I don't know, whatever. So I like to tell him, like, listen, Mr. Surgeon, get it together. Like, I knew you before you were all hot and had a book and a TV show. Um, but he literally changed my life, not because, not just the surgeries, but he watched a documentary called Forks Over Nines. Okay. And that documentary is actually going to be on Netflix at the end of January, like, I guess right now or whatever. Okay. It's easy to find. And a lot of people have heard of it, but it's an, it's an incredible documentary um, about the whole foods, plant-based mm-hmm. movement and what that is and why scientifically, yeah. okay, medically. Yeah. So he's the one who was like, I want you to watch it. And then I want you to change. <laughs> and I was like, you're crazy. I'm Italian yes. and Cajun. Come wow. on. Stop. Cheese, please. You oh need to. Oh, my gosh. Right? So um, it took me six months before I would even watch it. And I watched it with my husband and my son. Mm-hmm. And that was it, man. We were hooked. We wow. changed our life. That was in 2014. And we're not perfect. Yeah. And I tell people that. It's a journey. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we live in America. Okay. I- Come on. When I go to New York, I get some pizza. Yeah. 
who am I kidding? I had Domino's last night, but I'm just saying, <laughs> I, I give myself, I give myself a 90 to a 95 at home. Okay. We are whole foods plant based. There is no butter. I don't cook with oil. I'm wow. Italian. No olive oil. That's crazy. Please. We used to like bathe in that. Like yes. I saute now in, um, I make a roux now for my gumbo and stuff, but I, I do in, in veggie broth wow. or in water. No cream. I use coconut cream. Like I don't use any, it's crazy. So it's a whole different lifestyle, but I, it has made, I'm on no diabetes medicine. Wow, I was on insulin for years. Yeah. No high blood pressure. Like I go in and it's like 106 over 68 where I was on high blood pressure meds for a long time. Yeah. But I'm eating beans and whatever. And I love it. And I get to be creative because mm-hmm. if you can't rely on cream yeah. and cheese and butter and yeah. olive oil, which let's be honest. Gosh. Oh, that stuff is, those are my favorite food groups. But if you can't rely on that and you're just given the things that God made, you got to be a little creative. And I kind of like the challenge because to me, I want you to eat my food because I am Italian and Cajun. I want you to eat my food. It's a love language with me, right? That's me giving you love. And I want you to sit there and be like, this is great food. Not, well, this is good vegan food. I want you to be like, is it great food? Please, I should cook for you all the time. I should, I should have a plate. You know, and it's, it's, you know, you gotta, you gotta figure it out. But oh yeah, all the time. I love food. I love all kinds of food. You know, I've been wanting to kind of transition into just vegetarian. Sure. And then maybe because my sister started off as a vegetarian and now she's complete vegan and she has been trying to lose weight for about three years. Well, she's been losing weight for three years, but she, once she became a complete vegan, she, um, like looks like day and night, her weight loss just completely changed her and her husband. And when I look at pictures of her before, I I can't even believe that she was that big. But when I see her now, I'm just like, how are you that big? It's all this time I've been seeing her. I never saw her with that weight. I just saw her. Right. You knew, yeah, you knew her, you knew her heart and soul. Right. But now seeing her and, and she's, and she's saying, this is the food had this effect on me. And this is why, you know, I'm still, you know, doing my aerobics and all this and that. But the food had such a drastic change and it's made me take a look at what am I eating and you know, it's cheeses. The way you feel. I mean, I'm sorry. There's no one in America. I'm not talking about vegans or whatever. If I gave you a quarter pounder, quarter pounder with cheese, or if I gave you a nice, really good, amazing salad with like a good, like, you know, like an Asian salad with like the teriyaki or the peanuts or whatever, you can make it whatever. And I don't just eat salads. Yeah. Please do not. Okay. Please. Okay. If I did eat salads, that skinny blonde girl. And by the way, everyone, I am not blonde. So that's what's really fun. Um, she would have been out here a long time ago, <laughs> but I love food. But, yeah. but how do you feel after you eat? There's a comedian, Jim Gaffigan. He's one of my, he's probably my favorite comedian. My goal in life is to meet him one day. Um, but he talks about when you're eating McDonald's and I love McDonald's. Who doesn't love McDonald's? Yeah. Please. Those fries. Ridiculous. Yes. You love it. And then about, 30 minutes later, you're like, I hate life. Yes. <laughs> Why did I do this Changes. to myself? But when the you effect. eat whole foods, plant-based, and you're mm-hmm. eating really rich fruits and vegetables, and you're not eating processed food, you're not eating oils and, and butter and cheese, and da, da, da. I don't get that heavy. I don't lose the energy okay. at 3 o'clock in the day. Yeah. My body isn't processing processed food. It's not breaking down. You know, it's breaking down like amazing. I had red beans and rice the other day. I still get to eat a lot of the same. I still eat gumbo. I still eat Italian. That's good to know. Oh, yeah. I make ricotta cheese out of cashews. Wow. So it takes a little, I mean, I have to really cook. It's very time consuming. Creative. You got to get in there. 
Yeah. There's a there's a great girl. She lives in Cyprus, actually. Mm-hmm. Funny enough, my favorite blogger. It's uh, the vegan. It's vegan eight. www.vegan and then the number eight. Uh-huh. com. All of her dishes are eight ingredients or less. Wow. Nobody's got time. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Her stuff, she has a fettuccine Alfredo oh my that's made goodness. with cashew stuff. I make it for my father, who's 100% Italian. He loves wow. it. Wow. Her sauce is fantastic. <laughs> so, you know, it's just you got to get out there and then you got to feel good about yourself. And if you start feeling good about yourself on the out, in the inside, yes, then you can kind of transition into... Wearing red. Yes. <laughs> and Calvin Klein. We gotta transition you into like some hot clothes. I don't know where to go. You're gonna have to I'm you know what to do a forty faces another one yes. and you'll have to go shopping. We're gonna we'll have, have to Facebook to. live it. Yeah, you know, when you were talking about having, you know, foods eight different ingredients and things like that, people are being creative with limited resources and that's that's one of the things that we do with, you know, some of my clients who have extremely limited resources as far as their budget is concerned. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there are certain stores that we have to shop at or there are certain price limits that we can't go over. Right. There's a certain amount of um, clothes that they need to have that are classic wardrobe staples. And so all of that, you know, comes back into discipline and comes back into knowing your body and, yeah. and making it count. But it's, it's more creative when you've gone through all these resources to come up with this meal plan that tastes as good as it would if it were just, you know, something that you picked up. And then it's, it's almost the same way as when you go shopping and you get a dress and that dress was a hundred bucks and you got it on sale. You feel so much better in it because of yeah the way that you went around. Mm-hmm. And so I get... It's hard though. And, and here's the thing. I tell people like, we're vegetarian when we're out of our house because it's it's just stressful for yeah. people. I don't want anybody and I don't want anybody to have to worry about me or I'm gonna be just fine. Yeah. I'm gonna make it, okay? <laughs> like I'm gonna I'm gonna make it through the meals, so don't worry about it. Don't do anything special. Um, so yeah, I say vegetarian, you know, whenever we're out or whenever yeah. we travel and stuff. I'd like to one day actually transition and really be a hardcore. But you know, you gotta love yourself. Here's here's what we're talking about, right? You've gotta love yourself where you're at. Yeah. You're 400 pounds. You gotta love yourself where you're at. Now, I don't think that means we. I, I don't believe in then saying like, oh, it's okay, whatever you're doing. It's like, no. I yeah. mean, you've gotta love yourself enough to get some help, right? Yeah. Be healthy. Yeah. Um. You know, same with anything, anything like that. So, but you gotta love yourself. We live in America, <laughs> you know, whole foods, plant-based is hard, especially you're fighting 40 years of eating a yeah. different way. I yeah. mean, give yourself a break yeah. and you know, Perry's Steakhouse has awesome mashed potatoes that have mascarpone cheese. So, you know what I'm Go saying? It's like, there. come on. Anyway, whatever. You've but got a lot of discipline, honey. It lit. Look, we are all every day, each one of us is facing a battle and we're just all doing our best. Yeah. And some yeah. days you rock it hard and some days you're sitting at home with a bag of laced potato chips watching, you know, the real world on because yes. <laughs> you're like, I miss the 90s. You brought so, up some really you know. good points. Walking away with some things that have me thinking and, and um, the weight loss and looking at people on the outside and seeing, you know, their struggle as yeah. opposed to, I'm, I'm really walking away with that. Um, but you know, you're a public speaker, you've done marriage ministry. I know you from the junior league and, um, it's been great getting to know you all (laughs) over again today. And I hope that our listeners have been able to, you know, get to know you a little bit better too. How can they stay in contact with you? So I do have Instagram, um, 40 faces, F O R T Y F A C E S. Oh, I love it. Uh, Yeah. So that's kind of, that's my, that's my public 
you know, yes. Instagram. My friends have my, you know, whatever Instagram, and um, on Facebook, I think I'm pretty private too because, yeah, you know, you I've got kids and I don't really know, you know, where I'm going, whatever. I'm kind of thinking of doing a YouTube channel, so yeah. we'll see, and that'll be public. I you think know. that would be awesome. It'll be fun. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But as of now, I don't have a book or anything. Okay. I don't have anything going on except for you know coming to do fun podcasts and doing yeah. a couple of radio stints <laughs> with with Miss Jennifer Fullweiler. She's yes. nice enough to share her air with me. Yes. So it's been fun. But Instagram, forty faces. Okay. Um, but anybody can always message me, you know, that kind of a thing. And I'm always open talking. And my husband and I, you know, with our marriage ministry, we're yeah. always open, you know, open to helping other parishes. doesn't just have to be Catholic. We've okay. done stuff for um, all sorts of different churches, yeah. not just Catholic churches. So, um, yeah, we have a little marriage ministry, yes. a little marriage retreat that is a five-hour retreat that we wrote. Because people that. can't get away for a right, weekend. Right, We're about to go do it in two weekends in Fort, in, uh, Fort Hood, you know, in Colleen. Yeah. So, you know, we kind of... stop the ground. <laughs> we try to do our thing. We come, we speak. I speak. I, you know, talk to youth groups and college kids. I love college kids. I love... I mean, I love... I just love people. So. Yes. <laughs> And we love you. Oh, y'all are sweet. Thank you. It's been so awesome having you on my show. You guys, we can talk and talk and talk. talk. I'm gonna have to have Olivia come back and talk to us about um, some more stuff. There's always more. There's always more. (laughs) And you're always doing so much. Um, so thank you so much for being here today. And thanks for everything that you've shared with us. I'm walking away just feeling 400 pounds lighter. All right. There you go. <laughs> well, thanks for the platform. Thanks for what you're doing. Absolutely. This is awesome. Thanks Love for it. coming and supporting me. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to In Their Closet.